Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning started his career at only 14 years old as a dishwasher in a restaurant. For the next 12 years, he worked his way through every position possible in the restaurant business. That led him to buying his first restaurant at age of 26. Some of you may remember Scoba on 8th Avenue. That was Penny Lane, if I remember correctly, because mm-hmm. uh, I used to go there. Me too. From there, he caught the travel bag, which we'll probably learn later. And he came back home to Calgary in 2011, bought Muse Restaurant, which he turned into Modern Steak three years later. And now he has three and a half Modern Steaks, right? One is uh, Kensington, right. one is downtown, one is uh, McLeod, yeah. and a burger place. That's right. 3.5, <laughs> that's what we call it. <laughs> uh, Stephen Deere is here with us to share with us his inspiration and how he is going to grow Modern Steak even further and how he grew it until now. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. How are you guys? Thank you for having me. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. So, Stephen, David mentioned that you started as a dishwasher, 14 years old. Uh, Many of us have started there in a restaurant. But at that moment, and maybe, you know, over the next few years, did you know, this is going to be my career? I love the restaurant industry. I want to stay in it. Uh, well, it's, let's, let's start with my parents. It's like, get a job, man. You know, <laughs> I, I kind of come from that kind of family. So I was around 14, which is like, you need to go do something, get a mm-hmm. job. And by pure luck, um, my kid I grew up with on my block, his family owned the kind of neighborhood kind of restaurant pub. And uh, they said, hey, we need a weekend dishwasher. And my parents were like, that's the job for you. Go do it. <laughs> and uh, it was funny because um, I come from a relatively large family. My mom is from Spain. My dad is actually second generation Calgarian, I'm third. So we have these big family events, both grandmothers were great cooks. And then um, on my Spanish side of my family, we never really, um, when they immigrated in the, in the 60s, late 50s, early 60s, there was no like Spanish places to get food or Italian supermarket and stuff like that. So I was really kind of my grandmother's sous chef almost all my life. And so I kind of got the passion for food right away. And then this dishwashing job came along and these two things meant, and now I'm here. Okay. So it was a love, a love of all of it, tradition, all of that. Yeah. It's, uh, the restaurant business is, um, passion gets you through the door and commitment keeps you going. And, uh, this is a grinding business. So you have to love what you do or you will not make it in this, in this business. (laughs) I do see that I watch cooking shows all the time. I don't, I'm not a great cook, but I like to watch other people cook and I'm always amazed at how creative they are. But that's the one thing that always comes through how hard people work in the restaurant business. Um, especially when you start getting into, you know, higher end restaurants and the chef and the restaurant tour on that side, there's no such thing as off anymore. And especially mm-hmm. in today's times when you're, you know, you're attached to your phone, guests are reaching out to you 24 hours a day, open table reservation systems, et cetera. There's always questions, there's always something going. So, you know, 20 years ago when we were on, you know, pen and paper, um, taking reservations to today where we're connected to our business 24 hours, it's even actually even harder than it was 20 years ago. So, we mentioned your travel bag, and yep. how did the whole concept of modern steak came about? Well, 
the good thing about if you do get in this industry and you do have a passion for food and service is that it does open a lot of doors to travel literally around the world. So I was able to spend time in parts of Canada and the States and then in Jamaica. I was in Jamaica for over five years and the company I was working for was rather large. We owned a lot of brands. So I was in the States almost every single week visiting with these different brands and they would always take me to these cool steakhouses. And I was just enamored. I was just like, man, they're they're kind of hip and young and the music is cool and the food is a little bit more modern. And I was like, if I ever go back to Calgary, I'm definitely going to open up a modern steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, um, I ended up coming back home and uh, the Muse was for sale and, and we bought that and, and ran that for a number of years. And then it was time I looked at the market and I was like, we're ready, I think. So what's unique about modern steak? Well, it's a uh, modern steak is a dichotomy. It's in the, in the, in the name it's modern. It has a different feel and presence. Like most traditional steakhouses for the most part are, you know, we kind of use this term, which is this kind of like grandpa's basement, a lot of, a lot of dark leathers, dark woods, very masculine. Um, and my goal at the time, I'm now, I'm, 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 I'm a late bloomer in life. I got married at uh, 45. But at the time, I was like, how do I get my girlfriend to ask me to go out for steak? Because women don't really ask ask go to steakhouses. <laughs> like the last right. place that women, for the most part, want to go for go to is to a steakhouse. Yeah. The cuts are too big. It's not the vibe. It's too dark. It's all these type of things. So, you know, what made modern kind of cool is, is that we're kind of a feminine steakhouse, to be honest, in many ways. And our decor, and we have, you know, we always say we got the cut for you. We got six ounces to 40 ounces and everything in between. We have something that'll suit you along with a lot of salads and seafood stuff that not everyone else is doing. And also the fact that, you know, we took a, a very old school approach. This is the dichotomy is that we have all these great products in our backyard and most of the steakhouses right now are still not doing hundred percent Alberta beef and they're doing different things. So we wanted to kind of go back to the traditional sense. Like my grandfather taught me is like, you know, what's in your backyard is always going to be better than what's flowing in and kind of idea. And, you know, that's kind of a true European sense sensibility about cooking and so we looked at what was out there and we started working with some ranchers and what really makes modern steak special is we are the only steakhouse that we know of that owns its own bowl so we approximately almost five years ago with um our partner ranch which is the mutton family in warren alberta they've been ranching in the same area i think it's 105 years in the same place this year i phoned up mike and i said i have a crazy idea i want to buy a bowl (laughs) And I thought he was going to say, you're an idiot and you're, you know, what are you thinking? And he was like, this is the best idea ever. <laughs> so at that spring sale, we were able to purchase um, our bowl. His name is Premium. Um, he is the number one grading Black Angus bowl in Canada. And that gives us our own line of meat that no one else has that's Alberta exclusive and also the best that you can get. And so that's something that makes us very different than everyone else. You, you talk about the vibe as well in restaurants. I went to Escoba a lot, yep. worked right across the street from there, went to Muse as well. And I always loved the vibe. I haven't been to Modern Steak yet. I know. I've I'll been. hit it there. The wine in Kensington I've been. Well, that's, my, that's my first baby. Kensington is like the prototype. Right. Um, and it's funny that you talk about vibe because mm. a big factor, again, of the differentiation about modern steak is I felt when you got went to a lot of steakhouses in the traditional sense, you had to kind of be quiet and behave and whisper. And it was very serious. Right. And 
the older I get, the less rules I like and the more fun I want to have. And um, That's so, a good way to live. I love that. Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted I my think steak- he's my twin, right? Yeah. Tara. Yeah. Tara, you know me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I, wanted our, I wanted the steakhouse to represent that. So um, the music we play is, you know, we play a, um, a fair amount of house and, and kind of old school hip hop. You know, I'm just as a, you know, I started DJing when I was 14. I still touch the tables occasionally. So music's a big factor in our restaurants um, and then our decor. And so it leads to this kind of, uh, I always tell my, all my management team, I was like, I can tell in the restaurants uh, clicking within the first 10 feet of walking in between how the lights are set, the music, the tone of the restaurant and the vibe is very important, especially nowadays because mm-hmm. people, restaurants are becoming the last affordable place to escape. And so we want to have a great vibe where people can enjoy themselves and have fun. And more importantly, probably and is be themselves too. They don't need to kind of turn into something that they don't want to be at the table, which is, you know, quiet and behaved. We don't mind a little bit of ruckus. Hmm. So just letting people be themselves, enjoy community. I mean, people love going out to eat and seeing friends and that's part of the vibe too, right? Well, he doesn't know what he just, uh, you know, <laughs> got himself into because I have five people on February 6th in the downtown and he said, just behave, be yourself. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> in trouble. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's exactly exactly what it is. And, and you're right. It is, And the nice thing about it is that community is a big aspect of modern and, you know, whether it's our charity work or how we work with local producers, we want our, our all of our guests to become part of that family and that community and understanding that they're supporting local ranchers and local producers and that you know mm-hmm. this money goes to do other work in the community so it is, a, it is a big fact of what we do i'm kind of old school i believe you do things for this you do the right things because you should do the right things so we don't really market all that stuff i know um you've worked you've um, worked with alan from parker pr she's been on our pr agency she's our next door neighbor in kensington for over five years and she's always like we need to talk more about this and i'm always like yeah we do this because we do it because it's the right thing but we we're out in the community quite a bit our guest this morning is Stephen Deer, owner, chef at Modern Steak. Uh, former chef. Former chef. Former uh, chef. Now he's just the owner. And uh, <laughs> Stephen, we have to take a commercial break. And we will be back uh, following the commercial, asking Stephen, how do you maintain the level of quality in so many restaurants at the same time? Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. And we're back with our guest, Stephen Deer, owner and former chef of Modern Steak. So I have to share with you some experience I had in high-end restaurant. Uh, a few years ago, uh, I took my family to Gordon Ramsay in uh, West Hollywood. And um, it was a set menu. It was a Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. And I called the, the kind of manager came to ask, how, how are we feeling, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I have a question for you. Mr. Ramsey has restaurants in London, in New York, in Vegas. How does he keep the quality? How do you guys work? How does he know that you guys are doing the right thing? And he goes, well, as you know, Mr. Ramsey has a TV show. He never tells us when he arrives in LA. He gets a cab from the airport. He comes straight to the back door. 
And when I hear him yelling, I know he's here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Now, you have three and a half restaurants. How do you keep the quality at the same level? Because it's all about service and quality that people are willing to pay for and to come back to the same experience. Yeah. There's an old adage in our business when, you know, when there's butts and seats, you know, you're doing the right thing. But at the end of the day, um, we're not even in the steak business. We're uh, solely in the people business. And those people work well in good structure, routines, and policy and procedure. That's the only way you can do multi-unit. Um, there has to be a certain standard set across all the boards, certain reporting systems, and certain things that you're doing at all times to make quality. But like Gordon Ramsay, I do the undercover shopper. I walk in the back door. I walk in with friends. I try to, you know, I'll book my own restaurants under different names. <laughs> um, all these type of things that is just a little bit, Sometimes I, it's even great when we open up a new restaurant and not everyone will, even though I'm there a lot, when they get frenzied and they're not looking, I can sneak in and I'll have a new server who doesn't know I am. And that's, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's glorious. Um, you can really see how our training, um, our training procedures are going and that, you know, they're passionate about the brand. Um, but it really comes down to hiring the right people, making sure that they're taken care of and, and making sure that they're following all the steps that are set out in front of them for that brand to succeed. So you're playing undercover boss <laughs> a little bit, um, <laughs> even to the point where, you know, we do it with our friend, like the restaurant community in Calgary is a, a relatively small community. It's either, you know, it's one of two things. You're either really young and you're starting up or you're starting to get really old like me. And we kind of share experiences with it in our restaurants and we have good friends and we're honest with each other when we go to each other's restaurants and, you know, like, uh, a, a good friend, I, I won't say who it is, but he was like, man, I, I hate going to your restaurant. You're doing too too good of a job. And it's <laughs> nice to hear that compliment. And then the other times, if there's something doesn't go right, they're also honest too. So I also uh, kind of noticed that uh, when we were there, two things, no salt and pepper on the table and nobody came in with pepper and nobody came to ask how are the first few bites. So I asked the manager, he goes, you either eat it the way Gordon Ramsay wants it or you don't eat here. Yeah, there's, um, well, that brings us something that's a kind of a hot topic in our, in our industry, especially post COVID is guest behaviors and what your brand is. And you, and believe it or not, it's kind of sounds anti-hospitality, but when you're building a brand and maintaining a standard is that sometimes you have to fire guests. Now we have salt and pepper on the tables and we do do, we kind of call it the two bite check back and we still follow some certain um, policy and procedures that are kind of more standard in the world. But there is a place of, you know, we had a guest, this is, this had literally happened four days ago. A guest came in and was saying, um, didn't like anything we did top to bottom, hated it. Not anything that I would say that we did technically wrong, but he was saying, you're not like Caesar's. And I'll tell you right now, I freaking love Caesars. Like they're the, and they're the most important steakhouse to me in the city with the old school. You need to, you have to have the new school. You have to have the old school. Mm-hmm. And it was a conversation at the end of the day was just, just, we're not for you. Um, and you know, and you're looking for different things that modern doesn't provide. And it's the reason that we all don't drive the same car, or all don't dress the same. And it's sort of when people get into restaurants and they try to change your concept into something else, they're not your guest anymore. And it's hard to fire a guest. It feels wrong. It doesn't feel good. But sometimes you have to have, be able to have that that step up and be like, we're just not for you and, and, and move them on their way. And, you know, you can take some things into account. Maybe they have some good information. But, you know, when someone's trying to take a... You know, in the world's best case, they want to turn a Lamborghini into a Ferrari. I'm going to tell you, Ferrari ain't going to have it. And sort of what we uh, what we feel when we do it, too. How do you empower your staff to make decisions in the moment about 
how to treat customers and to, to make that experience a really great one? Oh, we don't have enough time to answer this question, but <laughs> the long and short of it is always be on the side of the guest. And um, the restaurant business, I would say more so than anything else I've ever been involved in, or even my other friends that are entrepreneurs, this is such an emotional business. Um, you know, you know, for example, when you used to get the ratings and you're like, oh, am I, where am I sitting in the ratings? Please be good, right? It was that, well, we get instant feedback every, every second. And it tells you, you suck or you're awesome. And you get that probably in a business like ours that's highly reviewed. could happen 20 to 50 times a day. And you ride this emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. When a guest is not having the best experience, or let's say a guest doesn't understand the experience and it's going sideways, you have to kind of put yourself in, in their shoes and understand that this is only a moment in time and this too shall pass. So getting upset at the guest or, you know, you don't understand what we're doing. You don't belong here. That type of mentality, which has been very common in the 90s and 2000s in the restaurant business, is that you kind of take a step back and you just do the right thing. What can we do to make this better for you? Um, and, you know, you fall on your sword sometimes and you do what you can to navigate. But there's that fine line, like I said, if when they take you out of your lane or out of your brand, then it's gone too far. But we'll do everything mm -hmm. within our brand and our box, our toolbox that we have to make something better. So all of our staff is empowered to do almost whatever it takes is the answer um, within reason before they take us out of our brand. Mm -hmm. I like that answer. It's tough though, right? I mean, it, the typically it depends on the restaurant, but typically it's a very transient type of workforce where a lot of people coming and going high turnover. How do you keep that standard with such a, a high turnover type of workforce? Well, for us, I, I want to say we're lucky. We have like, we have some things going for us that on every restaurant has going for us. You know, we're well-reviewed, well-awarded, well we're very busy, and the average check is high, and the money is good, so servers want to stay. Oh, my so God. That's, so that's, like, an easy answer. Now, if I was answering this from the point of if I owned a Denny's franchise, well, it's very, it's very simple. It's how you treat people. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that you brought up Gordon Ramsay. Um, <laughs> I've been lucky enough to be... To eating some of his best Michelin restaurants around the world and stuff like that and kind of knowing some behind the scenes scene stuff is that that old school mentality of the you know the chef throwing the fry pan you know and, mm. and worse things happening those days have really long been gone in our business this is a this is a, a mentoring teaching business now where you're trying to impart your passion and even more so your commitment to get to where you're going um, you, t you speak a different way and you know the, the great part about most restaurants now, we've seen a seismic change in the restaurant business in terms of concepts that are around and ones that have left us, including Escoba. Escoba had its day um, and it was fantastic. That was, I can't tell you how much fun I had, you know, whether it was in Penny Lane or moving it, but it ran its course. It, it, it lacks story. It, la it lacked a lot of things that are needed nowadays, which is modern has a great story. It has great sourcing programs. It goes above and beyond in so many areas. So people can feel a part of that. The, the employees now are in that phase where they want to feel good about where they're working. And, you know, we always kind of joke around like, well, where, where do most steakhouses get their beef from off the back of the Cisco truck? Well, that's not how we work. We take our people to the ranches. They meet the ranchers. They see, they, they meet our bull. They, they get to meet <laughs> premium. This is something that a level of authenticity makes them proud to stand at the table and talk about it. So there is this new dimension that we never had before, before it was shut up, serve the table. That was kind of the, the way it used to be in the restaurant business when I was a server when I was in my 20s. And now it is how proud I am to be part of something and I want to share this with the world. This is the new aspect that a lot of restaurateurs don't understand that makes something special now. 
Steven, in the last 30 seconds, what's next for Modern Stake or for Steven? <sighs> uh, for Modern Stake, I think uh, our next move is going to be out of city or, or out of province. And even we're looking at some options in, in the States. So we're looking to expand. The brand is going really well, we think, and we're excited for the future. Wow. He took a lot less than 30 seconds. You just had that nailed. (laughs) Yep, button down. That's when you know you're clear on what your vision is. Thank you so much, Stephen Deere, the owner of Modern Steak Restaurants. Thanks so much. Thank you, Stephen. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. 